Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married. So, I thought it was your summer. I thought it was your ass. <laughs> it was a motorbike. We are at home. Uh, you look you radiant see. today, don't you? Do I? Yeah, that pink really suits you. Oh, thanks, Diane. Radiant. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's yeah. my HRT. Could be. Um, so week before last, we did a, a discussion around HRT and I felt a bit weird because I've kind of been keeping it a secret from everybody over the last six months, but I really wanted to just see where it went and then have something concrete to say about it. Anyway, um, it seemed to resonate with so many people, didn't it? What we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and so many of you watched it, thank you, and got in touch. And the lovely Davina McCall got in touch with us, didn't she? And mm. she listened to it and she loved it and she shared it, which was so wonderful. I love, it's such a great thing sometimes, social media, isn't it? People helping each other out and just, mm. because I mean, a lot of the comments have broken my heart with people saying, oh my God, I didn't know. I didn't know that this could be, that it could be a lack of oestrogen that's leaving me feeling so bloody weird and so far away from myself. Mm. I mean, I would just like to say at the top of this, it's really, really, because some people have got in touch and said, oh, I don't think you said enough about breast cancer and I don't think you said... And the thing is, all I am doing is sharing my experience. I am in no way a health professional. I've done my own research on, and made my own decision by... By the numbers, really. Um, and it's what feels right for me. So I'm just sharing my experience, as does Mark. We just share our experiences. So you're not, then, what you're saying is, you're not advocating it. I'm advocating it for myself. And exactly. I'm advocating asking more questions. Sure. That's what I would say. Um, and head to the Menopause Doctor website, because on there, there's, there's almost every question you could ask, there's an answer to it. I think one of the thoughts that really struck me coming out of it last week, and I know a number of people, I got a number of comments from people saying, oh, you poor thing, you look confused. If I look, <laughs> if I, look I, I wasn't entirely confused. I think historically and culturally, men, even the most, you know, plugged in emotionally, whatever you want to call it, men, aware men, are... I think I think there's almost a sort of steadfast disbelief or refusal to think that it could be something in a strange way so simple at the heart of such a problem for women, mm. which is you know if you unpack that for hormone replacement, it's as, it's as simple as replacing a hormone that's run out, if you, you know essentially, mm. and that that something so almost medical mm. and something so I mean for want of a better expression molecular mm. can have so many complicated effects yet, in a relationship and on a woman's life and, and a man's yet, life. And yet people will believe that a lack of vitamin C yeah, can cause scurvy. A yeah. lack of vitamin D is we've heard so much about through the pandemic. It undermines the immune system. You can lose bone density. Mm. And yet hormones, we don't place the mm. same importance on them. And I genuinely think we're just not taught enough about it. Um, but anyway, so we thought we would... With a couple of weeks past now, see where Mark's at, because I did say to him a lot of stuff in that in that last um, podcast that he didn't he didn't really know. And also, we really, really wanted to include your comments because there were so many. So I've cherry picked some uh, and Mark's going to read those out and then we can have further discussion around. Mm. So I think it will bring up stuff that maybe we didn't talk about or that we can yeah. talk about. I mean, the, fir the, the biggest thought, I don't know if you're going to ask some specific questions, but I mean, the biggest thought that I had was I can't help but think that if men encountered 
this sort of hormone deficiency, if you like, or mm. change in their lives as dramatically. I mean, I talked mm. a bit about how I think men do in their own way. But I think if men were to go through what women go through routinely at a certain point in their lives, I don't think we'd have any question marks over what the solution well, this was. Is, this do you know what I mean? I think there would be a steadfast yeah. solution. This is it. You take it. Well, that's the point. Sorry, darling, with your elbows. Well, actually, my, 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 my camera is jumping. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. And we never edit these, so we have to sort out our little technicals as we go along. My camera's going like that. Okay. Um, yeah, well, this is what we said last week, wasn't it? I mean, look what happened with impotence. Straight or pretty soon well, we got Viagra. Well, we didn't. And then we that, got to the point yeah. where we could get Viagra over the counter in a chemist. Well, mm. if you think about what a lack of your hormones do for some, not all women, with their sex drive, and yeah. no mind is paid to that. I mean, some of the comments I've had over the last couple of weeks, I can't believe it. Doctors literally shooing people out of the out of their office, saying it's all a bit late for you, dear kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so let's kick off with some comments and then we can okay. see where our conversation goes. So we have Blue Bet 2. Something Nadia said about being afraid all the time struck me. I keep thinking about it. I was a lot more adventurous when I was younger, but now I'm afraid of everything. Heights, enclosed spaces, the dark, the flipping car wash. Can you believe? Yeah. Feeling moody for no reason, tired, low energy, feeling like I'm 80 at times. I also feel sorry for the men in our lives who put up with us with compassion and understanding. Love them. Definitely something to take a closer look at. Thanks, guys. Well, I mean, I think that this is just such a big part for, again, for lots of women I've spoken to, and definitely for myself, though not for all. And as I said in last week's podcast, I didn't even know, I had just started to think that was just me. Mm. So when Dr. Louise said to me, what are your side effects? And I said, I didn't have any. And she said, well, you'll start to find out what they are as you get better. As that anxiety about everything is lifting and lifting and lifting, I'm like, oh my God, mm. I just thought that was me. I thought I was just scared of everything. And I mean, I, I can't tell you on that one, Mark, how differently I feel about stuff. Like, yeah. Everything seems possible again, but for ages it didn't. Have you, have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, I have. I mean, I've noticed, I mean, I have to say, I haven't noticed, I've noticed you become more and more unable, unable to watch certain programs that might have a moment of violence in them or something like that but in your adventurousness or your sort of I mean but you know the, well yeah but I want to ask this question because this this struck me with just that that comment mm. is it not a little bit like what I've discussed before around being diagnosed with depression and then the idea of taking antidepressants is the confusion or the conflict or the real difficulty for you and women at your, you know, going through what you're going through at this point in their lives. What is me and what isn't yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. What, and, and, and in taking something like a hormone replacement, will I lose the essential me? Because, for example, let me, let me sort of put that in context. So you are sort of feeling and looking like there's possibilities and there's things to be excited about. But how much of that is actually we're all going through a little bit of that with the thought of coming out of lockdown, re-meet, reconvening with our friends. There no. is a sort of... No, it's fundamentally different. Yeah. That. It's a shift because I don't think it's the same with depression from what I hear of it because, because I didn't live with this before mm. I had my menopause, right. this, this, my lack, my deficiency in my hormones took away me. Rather like I've heard you say that your antidepressants did with you. Yes. You felt like it knocked the edges off you, like yeah. dulled a bit your but it's senses. A, but it's actually a reverse, it's other, it's it's a reverse of that, yeah. where what you're saying is medical, interve medical intervention reconstructs the essential you. Well, gave me back 
I had a deficiency in hormones. Mm. Like when I had a deficiency in vitamin D, I took a vitamin D and nobody mm. would bat an eyelid. But maybe it's, it's more the, the fact thing. that the drugs involved with HRT are more effective at that, at that than, than depression. Because my, my struggle with antidepressants yeah. of any form is that they kill the essential me. They, 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 yeah, as that's I've said before, they knock found, the peaks, they knock the lows, but they also just keep you in a middle. It's a bit, mm. it's a bit bland and it's a bit, oh, and it's a bit, mm. you know, and it creates its own stupor, if you like. Whereas I just wonder, I mean, and, and I'd have thought, going back to this idea of confusing what's me and what's not me, I suppose the difficulty for a woman, hit, you know, menopause, there's no, there's no sort of moment where you go, I'm 44, it's the menopause. For some women, I guess it can happen later. I mean, there's a bit of confusion, I think, with men. You know, what, where is that point? When does it start? How do you identify it starting? How, well, how many the... years do you go through to sort of tolerating really difficult and strange behaviour? Well, that's why it's so important that these conversations mm. keep on happening because no, because they didn't. Up until mm. a few years ago, when loose women started off talking about the menopause, there was no discussions about it. Mm. So it's only in the last five years and everybody, pop, 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 people are having light bulb moments all over the place. It is an absolute disgrace, mm. the way we have been kept quiet on this and the way that it's whispered tones, the way I used to think about women with HRT and think, God, why are they doing that? You know, again, not everyone will have an amazing result. Again, some people have to, like a friend of mine's had to change her hormone replacement therapy a couple of times and now she's got the right one. So I'm not saying, God, this is going to be amazing for everybody, but I'm saying you must know your rights to ask mm. and then ask again. And then when a doctor gives you one standard answer, then question them a bit further. That's why I really do recommend that everyone does their own research on it. Because I, for one, couldn't imagine stopping this now yeah. i couldn't imagine it because i feel like i've got my essential self back don't stop me now I'm having um, how many i'll be curious to know how many relate do you think it's quantifiable how many relationships fall apart through an undiagnosed issue oh god loads of, with, my, with my doctor said to me that is what drives her on she does all this all her websites and everything, she doesn't make money out of it. You know, she's doing it to, because she said the stories are heartbreaking mm. of people's relationships breaking up, of them losing their businesses, of people walking out mm. on real high-flying careers or even just a job they felt passionately about because because of all the different things, the exhaustion or the anxiety or, or whatever, or the feeling of darkness, all these things that so many women talk about. And so that's why, you know, she loves it when people like off the telly speak about this because she's just desperate to get the message out. But again, I mean, I reiterate, I mean, one of the things I think I came out of the conversation hearing a lot, but I also came out of the conversation not really equipped with, you know, if I was, say I had a son or, or, or a friend, a younger friend who was with someone that they loved and they were hitting this bumpy patch in their wife or partner's life, I still don't quite know how I would be able to advise them because one of the, to get through it because one of the problems that strikes me at the beginning of any whether is it called perimenopausal when you start mm. to be yeah for me the per, that word perimenopausal it's very hard a little bit like a conversation around how can men safely identify a moment when I don't say, think it will ever be like that we can go oh this is this no 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 but there but, 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 no, 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 but let me finish but let me, let me finish that thought let me finish that thought let me finish that thought I hadn't finished the thought oh. and the thought is this is that you know there were times back then we've talked about it elsewhere where I thought you were being so 
deeply, deeply unfair in your assessment, emotional assessment of things. And then if not unfair, so deeply inflexible that I, and that, we've talked about it before, that I wanted to walk away from things mm. because I thought yeah. this, this is a kind of, this is a sort of, this is a madness. This is a madness at times. There was a time, there were times where I thought this is proper, proper insanity that there's no logic. I mean, I'm not even using logic in that way that's annoying logic that men use. I'm just, hang on a minute. This is not, this is not, you know, this isn't sort of appropriate to what this response mm. isn't appropriate. At that point, there's a very frightening moment as a man where you love the person. This isn't about winning an argument. This isn't mm. about being right. This is about, whoa, I need to manage this. I need to stabilise the situation. We need to really ratchet things down. And I've got no chance of get, getting in there because this woman has just gone. She's mm. gone. Irrational. Yeah, yeah, and that irrationality isn't just about a moment of anger. That irrationality can stretch and spread against across a perception that... And, and, you know, and this is one of the things I know you've heard me say, and I, I think I've used it, I have used it in a pejorative way, and I've not wanted to, and I've, I've interrogated the language I've used around women of a certain age. Just that sentence, mm. women of a certain age, it's a damning sum up mm. of when I've used it in the past, I'm talking about there's an inflexibility. There's a desire to be the victim. There's a sort of staying in a situation. There's a sort of don't do the washing up, do the washing up, don't do the washing up. Do that. I'm using that as a metaphor, you know, the idea of I want the grief. I want the grievance of you not actually doing it, actually. So don't fucking do it because I want to have a go at you about not doing it. Don't do it. because want... It's not talking about me. No, 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 I'm not. No, 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 but I'm using that as, I'm using that as an analogy yeah, know, for various parts of, the, of a relationship. And I think a lot of men, for a lot of men, that would really resonate because after a period of time of that happening a lot some of the most well-meaning of men will just lose all interest oh yeah and we'll think oh hang on a minute i cannot and that i cannot win part of it creeps in now at what point is a woman feeling all of those things justifiably because their man is a fucking annoying bastard and at what point is that because they've lost a sort of perspective due to a genuine hormonal issue well i think there will never be a point where you can go, oh, this is it, it's happening. No. Because every woman is different. It happens in a different way and it happens at a different age. And mm. perimenopausal can be going on for a long time while you're still having your period. So it's incredibly difficult. But it's just like everything else in life. It's about education. You know, you're a highly educated person. I'm a real woman's woman. I know, I, I pride myself on knowing womanly stuff. And both of us, the word perimenopausal was quite a... What, what was perimenopausal? I thought it was a Nando's sauce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so it, it's woeful what we are not taught about the menopause. Yeah. That is going to happen, something that's going to happen to every single woman on the planet and is going to impact her and all those around her in whatever way, and some mm. people breeze through it and all of that. Um, so I think, I think, sorry. I mean, I still don't think men are taught enough about periods. Right. You know, I think that men are still very, are very uneducated on, on the majority of men actually, probably because the teaching isn't very good, don't really know what goes on mm. with the period and what goes on emotionally as well as physically. Because I don't think we talk about the emotional side of, no. of this, of hormones. And hormones are a, are a big deal. For all of us, men as well. I mean, I, I don't... Can I, I, be, can, about... can I be a bit... I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here, but I, sometimes I sense women don't want men to know or understand. Sometimes I sense that there's a vested interest in... you know. No, I don't think it's that. I think that they just think, you don't want to understand. I think it's men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and this thing comes in because too often it feels like, oh, you just want to 
know what's going on because you want to just dismiss it as being our hormones. There's a comment somewhere here. I on know, this but you just, really just seized just for a moment. So. Oh, no, no, but we'll find one in a minute. But but I think it often feels like, um, like, like we can't make you understand. Like it seems, it's not that I haven't wanted you to understand. It's just, I felt, I mean, I remember many times in my, when I was going through the worst time of my menopause and you kept going, well, I don't understand it. And I said, but have you read anything about it? Are you trying to understand? Are you mm. trying to understand? Like me, I'm always reading about your gut and about depression. It's like, yeah. do you actually want to know? Yeah. What have you read about menopause? What do you think happens when I don't have enough estrogen? What did I... And so I think that, I think too often, women don't believe that men actually want to know because they want to support and want to help. It feels like they want to know so that they can dismiss it. Oh, really what it is, point. is just hormones. Yeah, I think you're oh, right. right, it's your hormones. It's not that there's... That actually, these hormones play an enormous mm. part as to who you are. So, you yeah. No, and so, I, and I, I think I, that's and where I put the my hand, I put my hand up on that. I think you're absolutely right. I think they're, they're, I think education and a willingness to, to find out. I mean, if, if your relationship is as important as you, you feel it is, I, I could have and should have looked into it more. I mean, I suppose, I didn't, you know, what do I put in? Oh, I, I remember sending up, you an article. I remember sending you an article about it. And mm. I, I asked you about 10 times if you'd read it and you never read it. No. And I was like, okay, so he just yeah, really no, doesn't well, want to know. No, because it's that. easier to just go, women of a certain age mm. or women at a time of the month or women, yeah, you're you right. know, whatever. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's, that's not you and that's not your fault. It's just the way of the world. It's the mm. way of society. Yeah. And in fact, as women, we kind of play into that sometimes. We'll go, well, yeah, well, time on my month. What does he expect? So we just, we've got to change the narrative yeah. gradually. And nothing happens with a big swing of the door. You know, it's about chip, chip, chip away. Let's just, let's just change direction on this. Let this be something maybe we could come together with sometimes and have a discussion mm. rather than seeing it as a fundamental differences between us. That there's such a seismic gap that we're never going to be, never the twain shall meet. Yeah, sort of entering the whole debate yeah. from a set place of failure. Like we're, yeah. we're not going to connect. Sorry, yeah. I'm trying to really dodge this sunlight. Do you want to move about, around? Uh, I'll keep Would moving. Would that keep you happy? No, I'll keep moving as I go because you just simply, in a minute, you won't see anything. But, and uh, and Rachel, he, it's him that keeps shaking my camera, not me. Rachel Louise says, Paul Mark looked utterly bewildered for the first half of this podcast. I feel he's literally laughing. being surrounded by all girls. Women's hormones are an enigma, not just for men, but for us too. And for many, we're also taking additional hormones in the form of contraception, which messes us up because that changes yes. all the time too. So we're constantly on a balancing act, yes. trying to work out if our mood is actually what we are feeling. That's kind of what I was talking yes, about. Or if it's just hormones. And how much are hormones not just what you are feeling? I mean, but also... And hang on, let me just finish a comment. And how you feel one month could be completely different to how you feel the next. So when they... When we say don't ask about that time of the month, it really is generally safer not to acknowledge it and just silently know that it's hormones. But what I want to pick up on there is, or just our hormones. We've got to stop saying that. It's not think it's just our hormones. Our hormones are incredibly mm. powerful. Almost, I mean, they're not a drug. But if you think of it like a drug that's going around your body and creating we should stop saying it's just we should say this is my hormones this is something at this moment that i am struggling a bit that's a bit of a challenge for me dealing with oh my god i mean imagine the pressure taken off us if we can just say that because it's a dismissive way that we always talk about our hormones it's just all but it's almost like saying we're not our emotions i mean i suppose we're as much our hormones as we are our emotions because our hormones affect our emotions so what yeah i suppose you're right i mean it's about you know horm hormones need a 
PR team to sort of say that, you know... We, <laughs> well, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, well, not even necessarily hormone replacement therapy, but the idea of hormone... I mean, our changeability and our emotional flux is hormones as much as it is emotion, because our emotions are dictated by hormones. Well, it's funny, because a while back, no? I was chatting to our eldest about this, Maddie, and there was something that was... I said, oh, you know, is your sister all right? I can just feel... This was about mm. a year ago. Mm. I can just feel... And she said, oh, well, she doesn't want to talk to anyone about it because she's worried somebody will just say it's just your hormones. Mm. And it really resonated with me that. So I'm really mindful now when I speak to them to say, when I say this could be hormonal, mm. I don't mean it's just your hormones, therefore it's not valid, but hormones have an incredible effect. Like, just sometimes it can be just like a rumbling underneath who you are. And it's sort of, you know, if you think of it as like little shifts mm. in, in your very being. And so that is hard sometimes to manage. Mm. That's the way I've changed the narrative now with the girls I speak, when I speak to them. I never say it's just your hormones because that doesn't help at all. No, it leaves them feeling lonely in their feelings. Yeah. And so yeah. we need to transfer that also to us as adults. But how could you say to them it is your hormones and that not be a dirty word? I say that d hormones, because with teenagers, they tend to think... It's because they're a teenager that everything that they feel right. is dismissed to hormones. But, you, but what I say to them now, because I've understood more about my own hormones, we are all hormones. powered by our hormones. Is it anyone is... else finding the word hormones sounding really odd? <laughs> you know, when you hear the word yeah, so many times. It's a times. chemical reaction. Yeah. It, it's part of our personalities. So when they shift, it's difficult for us to manage. And so therefore you're validating mm. those, those shifts. I think it's really interesting, though. I mean, Rachel, there kind of comments on the very thing that I was talking about, which is this idea that, you know, what are we? And I think that goes to the heart of so many medical interventions in any condition. It's, you know, where is the essential me first mm. and where is this amplified or modified me coming from with this intervention by medicine? And I think, you know, somehow we have this assigned sort of importance to the idea that if we have no intervention, somehow that's the more authentic me. Yeah. And I think what's really important to understand in this is you're right when you say... You know, women, sadly, weren't designed to be to alive to as long as you're... Mm. But neither two were men. And I think that's why there's also a prevalence of men struggling with, you know, you know, apparently oestrogen in men is going through the roof. There's all sorts of changes and shifts yeah. happening. Men, in, men are taking a lot of oestrogen in in the water. Yeah. Uh, mm. Here's a comment from Emma Louise Smith. I'm single, but I still identified with so much of this in terms of not realising how much oestrogen deficiency had impacted me in my life. I've always been an outgoing, adventurous person, but in recent years have shrunk back to being unsociable, far more cautious and having little energy and not being able to cope with things that I once reveled in. Uh, recently, I became very aware of how hard it was for my family to live with me, how vile I was being, so I pestered my GP until I saw their women's health specialist and she prescribed HRT. Oh. I've only been on it a few weeks, but can already feel that, li that life force returning. Wow. My family can see the fun up for it, um, me returning too. I'm not sure any relationship I've been in would have survived this. Wow. What I would say as well is, if anyone does go on HRT, when you start to feel the differences are very different for all women. So don't be disappointed if you're not feeling something straight or what, you know, you know, if, if, you, if, if your friend is feeling it a month in and you're not, don't feel. I mean, apparently for the testosterone, I've been told that it's like a six months that, right. you're, that hopefully that you start to feel it with oestrogen. It can be a couple of months. So it, it yeah. is different for everybody. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Lane Smith says, Mark, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm showing this to my wonderful husband. I'm so sorry he has had to go through this. I mean, don't thank me at all. I didn't, all I sat there was sat there looking a bit perplexed. I mean... Well, I think the fact that you're prepared to sit down and, and be it. perplexed yes. and then try and find out and then come back and oh, and have that conversation because we see a lot of women sitting talking themselves yeah. about their menopause. I mean, I still... I can't think of a situation anywhere... Where I've seen a man and a woman talking about them. And but I, I, I still, I, I mean, I, it's funny though, isn't it? You, you sort of ruminate about all of this. We talk about the, the solutions and all that kind of stuff. But for me, the, the, the key problem with it all is I can see the solution at this fortunate end of the situation. Hindsight productions. Hmm. I, you know, yes, wow, this is great. And I can see how it can work for you. And I, I'm a, I apologise again for being dismissive of things, but I can do that safe in the knowledge that I can see you getting happier or I can see an equilibrium kind of coming to you. I can see old passions and old interests and energy levels and all that kind of stuff kicking in. I still am left none the wiser, though. It's about it's about how you deal with entering this. I tell you what it's analogous to. It's analogous to when you see a space shuttle going to space and you see them trying to re-enter the atmosphere. And as you re-enter the atmosphere, you see this, you know, from the outside, you just see something glowing it's, red. But inside, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's literally we're like... We're re-entering the atmosphere, yeah, and, You know, but it is. And you are re-entering some kind of really turbulent atmospheric change. And you're in it. And at the point that you're in it, the solution, even if HRT is to become the solution, it's not there yet. And it's in that turbulence that the damage happens. How can we have a sort of pre... We, what we need to devise is some way of preemptively getting there. Because, you know, I, I genuinely, genuinely don't know how women go through this, but also how men can go through it mm. if it gets as bad as it can potentially get. Because disagreeable behavior however understandable can, is disagreeable behavior or and when i say that i don't mean like you know i just mean you know intolerable mood changes and shifts and, and extraordinary kind of changes in emotion so suddenly and 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 then a feeling of, of of being unable to kind of do right for doing wrong and that's not to say, I'm, I'm acknowledging that a lot of men get a lot of things wrong. I accept that we get a lot wrong. Well, I think what you're talking there is about marriage, you know, and about a commitment. And, you know, you've been through tough times with me and I've been through tough times with you, you know. And sometimes you've been unbearable to live with yeah, because of point. what's going on with you, whether it be your, mm. you know, your struggles within yourself. You know, sometimes I've just thought, how do I navigate my way very through true. this? What, how very, the fucking yeah. hell... Can I put up with this other person's energy or lack of energy or darkness or whatever? And it's that's about, and I'm not just saying if you're married, that's a partnership. That's about trying to mm. get through the shit times. And that's what a relationship is. Well, so and, and sometimes people don't make it. And it's very fucking sad because sometimes not always hormone replacement therapy, but it could be something like some, you know, talking therapies or something not not everybody that breaks up has to break up mm. some people do some people there's no answer you mm. know and i think for some people that go through the menopause and all those things are happening in their relationship it's because actually their relationship isn't right for them and it's not just but i think at the heart of all of this there are no there's no solutions there's no one size fit all solution but what i do know absolutely is there is a real lack of education on what's going on for mm. all of us and that mm. that needs to be changed 
So read us another comment without bouncing around my screen. Could you Melanie Morrison, that? a great chat. I hit a wall around three in the afternoon. I feel I can't do anything. I feel so exhausted. You me. hit the nail on the head. The amount of times Mark keeps saying, oh, and of course you'll have done Lucy in the morning so we can't do anything afternoon. I'm like, I'm fine. Because I'm always fine now when I get back. But I used to feel so exhausted. Actually, more often than not, you're knackered yeah, now. Yeah. I need a testosterone so, right, jab in the neck. Dish, you go, oh, we leave it yeah. Quite a profound, uh, Shari Horting, I hope I've got your name, Shari Horting. Uh, quite a profound statement, Mark. Quote, my mind wasn't on the calendar. Uh, as a woman, our minds mm. are always on the calendar. Love that comment. In regards to what we eat, what we wear, why, oh no, what we pack in our purse, even down to how long or far to the next restroom. Thankfully, I'm post-menopausal and can wear white anytime I want. And yes to HRT, hysterectomy at 46 years and now 63. Shari. Wow, interesting. A throwaway comment from, well, not throwaway. I mean, I meant it as in my mind isn't on the calendar. But again, I love that sort of comment. Makes no, but me yeah, realize. when you made that comment, you are, I didn't even realise that until I read, what's her you, name? You Sorry. are on the calendar. Sherry. But, yeah, that we are. We are driven by the calendar. And I mean, I, I now haven't had a period for a number of years. But, you know, when I see my girls go, oh, no. Oh, God, that's the day. Oh, I'm going to feel sick. I mean, our girls get pains that go right down their legs. They just like... You know, it's just, oh, what's mm. that going to be like? That's going to be uncomfortable. I mean, I'm going there. You know, it, 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 that's, that's every few weeks. Mm. Every few weeks. Well, Mel W says, interesting to hear the male perspective on PMS. Thank you. I think I'll start wearing huge red earrings during my period each month. I mean, I, I do back up that point. I do think, do try us out as men with the sort of sense of when roughly it could be. Well, you... some, people, some men now have the app and yeah, they know yeah. when their daughters and wives are having their periods. Can you imagine? Well... I oh, you know Penny Lancaster, that. Rod I mean, Stewart's yeah. wife. She, in the time she wears a thin red. You know, like those come bark. She wears a thin red piece of string around her. Wow. Her oh, well, I, I think it gets dangerous. <laughs> I think men sort uh, of uh, having apps, kind of telling them when. I don't know why it makes me think of the handmaid's tale. Or like that. No, I don't like it. Uh, but I do just think it's just fair enough just to have a chat, saying, you know, I'm kind of. You know, we might be around that time. I mean, I don't know what, even saying it, I feel bad. So why has it become such a hot potato? I think I might be coming on soon. Because it, the feeling that then whatever you're feeling will be dismissed as just your hormones, rather like when the girls said, it's really horrible when people say it was just well, I think, your hormones. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from the place of, the, as a man, you, you're accepting that that's not what you're saying. But what you're saying is we're in for a bit of turbulence. It's like an... It's Possibly. Like, I was going to say oh, definitely. Oh, it could be. You're annoying me no, now. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. I mean, it's <laughs> no, like, It's like the captain in a cockpit saying, we've got a bit of turbulence heading over France. Okay, we're heading over this time of the month. We'll hopefully landing in, in six hours. And it, But one thing I would say, I do remember, I don't know if I've shared this story, when I was a child, my mum, who, as we know, was an extraordinarily active, extremist, feminist lesbian. She had, um, she had sort of... Uh, feminist meetings and groups in our flat a lot. And um, and it was really sort of, they were really anarchic and really sort of, you know, militant, militant, militant feminist group. And she used to have poetry typed slightly madly. I mean, it was sort of like words everywhere with like blood, blood, blood. And they'd be, and she, I think she'd prick her thumb and put a blood thumbprints all over it. And I'd play with my mates, toy soldiers, and you know, the rubber would hit the wall and you'd look at it and go, oh, that's all about blood. My blood, my blood, I love my blood. All this stuff. And she used to feed the plants with her She used to blood. feed, she used to use her sanitary towels and put it in the water and, and then use the water in her plant, cheese plants. And I, I remember going in there and a friend, the reason I discovered this so was a gross. friend of mine, we came in from playing out and we were really oh tired. God. And my friend said, oh, I'll have the Ribena that's out. 
No. I, no, and I said, no, look. And it, no. no and, that, and that's how I discovered it. So I said, why, what is that? And it was just there, sat in a pipe, or it must have been a pirate's jug or something. But apparently, our cheese plants were amazing. I mean, oh, they had Mark. the most astonishing vibe. So disgusting. But the other point that I had to make is that she also had um, men pictures of menstruating animals on the wall and things like that. And, uh, and I put a sign over my door, having seen on the tubes, you know, whether it be no smoking or no access or whatever, I put menstrual free zone. Literally had a sign on, on my door menstrual because i read the word on this thing and i just didn't want any because of what i didn't want because i had posters of footballers i had posters of footballers everywhere so like a no smoking side about nine or ten menstrual free zone or pmt free zone probably i didn't have menstrual and because i my fear was but my mum's posters of menstruating animals was going to creep into my room i would have glenn hoddle and ozzy ordeles on the wall guys that is a brilliant story I don't think your mum did much for the coming together of the the conversation. Well, I mean the, the hormones and menstruation. Period, period blood in the Put cheese right part off. was a step too far, I thought. Um, Sandra Lupson. So did my mum, age fifty-seven. I was on HRT for eighteen months when I got married for the second time eighteen years ago, and was really well, but worried about being on it because of my mum's history. So came off it. Fast forward to now, and I've had many years of poor health diagnosed two years ago with MS. What I'm saying is that I wish I'd stayed on HRT and had some well years whilst I could. It's a big regret. Because, wow. well, actually, she was replying to somebody else that said that right. their mother had got uh, uh, breast cancer and she didn't know and, and, right. and thought that it was from the HRT. Right. So that's interesting, isn't it? Dr. Louise says that, uh, that often she finds that with her patients. Yeah. Uh, Louise Crawford, really important topic, Nadia. Great to highlight this. I'm not there just yet, but this will stay with me. Mark, your face was a picture throughout. You know never to say that sentence. Are you on your period? Gillian <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barras, I asked my GP about perimenopause a few weeks ago and was basically shooed off at me as being too young at 41. I'm going to ring back That's and ask age again. What's got to do with it? Some people have their menopause in their 20s. Yeah. I mean, how can you be told your age is wrong for perimenopause? Yeah. I don't understand that. Gabrielle, I shouldn't have been laughing at Mark's expressions during this as it's a serious topic, but sorry, I was wetting myself. I must be more mindful of how I'm sitting here. Uh, you were like this. <laughs> Sarah Sutton, it's like telling someone who's giving up smoking, need a fag, do you? Having a craving. If yeah. a dog is growling, you wouldn't try and stroke it to make it feel better, for example. That's, 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 that's a great that's a good, one. Good, good, yeah. This is anonymous. I'm 51 and I've been at HRT for about four years. I don't feel any difference since taking it. I actually feel sometimes worse. My partner doesn't talk about anything that's to do with sex. And me and my partner's sex relationship has actually got worse. As though my partner doesn't want to come near me, I'm actually thinking about leaving him. Uh, it's really made me sad, that. Really yeah, sad. I read that one yesterday. Um, uh, but what I would say yeah. as well is, like I said earlier, a friend of mine's changed her HRT a couple of times and now she's settled upon one that really works. So Right. But also, you know, HRT isn't going to be a magic thing for a relationship. That it's not a silver a, bullet. No, no, no. I mean, I, you've still got to want to be with your partner. You've still got to love your partner. It's got. Okay, it's, here's it's a about... suggestion. Is there the possibility, though, that HRT could give you the clarity of thought that makes you want to leave a bad relationship? Maybe. Right. Who knows? I think what it, all I can say is, is give me back me. Right. So whatever you is. I can't remember the film Shirley Valentine. Did, was she on HRT? I don't know. But look, she may well have been. It might have been, yeah. 
Well, because a lot of women, when they are deficient in hormones, are exhausted, are worn down and worn out. Well, Sarah Katz and says so taking maybe a lot of... was like plugging back into the mains electricity system. Yes. That's how I think Nadia's So there been. will be people that will have, be staying in a relationship that they're not happy in because they're just too knackered to think about getting out. So it ain't going to heal a totally broken relationship. Is there a danger that there's a pink cloud with it? I mean, you're in early days. Is it something that can, can a new normal creep in? Can, you well, know, we're like early days of recovery. Not... You get a little, ah, yeah. oh, it's all right. Oh, don't know i don't mm. know the answer to that but friends of mine that have been taking it for years um and linda robson often says because she had to come off it when her sister was diagnosed it's a loose woman for american business. oh yeah she's somebody that i work with she um when her sister was diagnosed with breast cancer they all have to they all came off the hrt yeah and she absolutely hated her time off it and she went back on it and she absolutely loved she's been on it for years right yeah, a but, number of my friends who've been on it years still say. Right. I mean, obviously, you're going to get to a point where you just are feeling yourself. See, I suppose the pink cloud could be like, oh, my God, I was feeling so awful, and now I'm feeling so much better. Yes. But that better will just become your reality and your normality. Right, okay. Yeah. Bev Hartnell, Nadja, I'm having all these problems. I'm six years into menopause, and I'm in that rut with my husband. I really don't know whether to try HRT. Just don't know what to do. My husband's been amazing through all the menopause and really understanding. Just thought oh. pointless, Nadja, you being... Six years in with menopause, just no. don't know. No, it's never too late. No, I think it's never your... too late. Uh, go to the Menopause Doctor website and any question that you have um, is pretty much going to be answered there. And also she has a podcast, Liz Earls podcasts as well on menopause, Davina. Mm. Just, do, just, just have a look around and read lots of different people's experiences. But actually, technically, I said the same to Dr. Louise, who is the menopause expert. I said, but I'm eight years into my menopause. I think I'm eight years past my menopause. And she said, oh, it doesn't matter. It's better if you can get within 10 years. But yeah. as Liz Earl said, her 80-year-old mother just went back on HRT and she's wow. been having amazing wow. results. Oh, okay, that's fascinating. So, yeah. uh, I, I want to share this. Caesar. I love you, Caesar. One of our ardent oh, followers, this and it's uh, well, and we connect a lot on movies yeah. and stuff, don't we? This was an extremely thoughtful and brilliantly presented topic, and I'm thankful for it. My wife is going through a sort of instant menopause after having her hysterectomy. Mm. I didn't think much about menopause before then, and then the rage came, and I was kind of afraid to say or do anything for fear of setting off the rage. After she has been on HRT, it's helped immensely. And honestly, she's not having the anxiety, guilt, and just general horrible feeling after having one of those rage episodes. HRT is a lifesaver for her, and I'm so thankful it's working for her because as her husband, I want to help her the best I can through this and just didn't really know how or what to do. You're a good egg, Caesar. You're a good and you egg. know, I feel sorry for Caesar and I feel sorry yeah, for his oh, wife absolutely. because yes, you're on the end of the rage, but also to have that rage. Yeah, and she won't, feeling she won't that have you're being to do that, nastier no. than you want to be or you feel is horrible. Well, it's suffering yeah, on and, all sides. And what's most difficult about it I just I was saying that sort of almost flippantly because she, she will not want to be having that rage with you but I think one of the most disturbing parts of it for men is that it feels like you really want the rage you know it doesn't fit sometimes yeah, it feels, it, it sometimes feels like it really doesn't, enjoying it yeah, yeah well it feels like well there's no comeback and that's hard mm. that's really I mean I'll never forget I've said it before standing in a doorway in Soho thinking this is it I cannot reach her. I think I've made you come out from the film. I, I was in a screening. So I, I was in a screening. I, and I was like, I cannot reach her. No, you couldn't. I remember that very well. I remember hating you so utterly and completely. 
So there you go, guys. There were lots and lots more comments that we could have read, but um, we'll probably revisit this topic again in another 10 years when maybe, I don't know, I'm on some kind of HRT as well. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, it, it's... Be warned, there are a lot of very scurrilous doctors say, out there what? apparently prescribing testosterone to men that don't are really they? need it and apparently you have to be very careful, yeah. That's what I was going to say, it must be quite hard to navigate where, where to get yeah. your advice and help yeah. from, right? Yeah. So if you've got yeah. doctors dismissing you, what do you do? Well, find a doctor that listens to you. Right. Yeah. And, and don't take no for an answer, yeah. you know. Okay. And don't be given antidepressants if you don't feel depressed. Right, yeah, don't be misdiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, Listen, guys, thank you so much. I'm sorry you. if you've seen my arm going like this and going like this because I had to keep telling Mark to put his yeah. elbows down because he kept shaking my camera. Because, as you can see, I'm now being blinded it was, by the light. Why you didn't move around there? By the light this, of God. Why you didn't move around there okay. to the sun instead okay. of going like this the entire way well, through? I, I, I felt everyone was so comfortable with me looking perplexed. I'm now perplexed oh, and blinded. Martin. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, guys, here's the, the subscribe. What I love was, I wish you'd heard the conversation before we started this podcast. And Mark going, well, I can't go there. The sun's there. I said, I so we can sit wherever is right for you. I think it was crown this way. Um, <laughs> do leave comments if this has resonated for you. Obviously, we love to read them. Nadia reads them too. And uh, yeah. And we're going to put the website underneath where you can, where all the answers, where all your questions can be answered by proper... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! Christ. A proper doctor. As we always say, we simply share our experience. We are in no way professionals in any way, shape or form. So we don't offer advice. We just offer our experiences. Okay. Okay. Oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to, Mark. <laughs>